Hello, and welcome to another episode of Beauty of Birth Podcast. I am finally back. I know it's been a bit. Excuse my daughter's cries in the background as she's playing with stuff. Um, But yeah, I have been really busy, so it has taken me a while to post again. I can't even remember when my last one was. I don't think it was super, super long ago, but still, it's been a bit. So I'm hoping... I do have quite a few that I want to do still. Um, I have one that I'm supposed to record next week. Two, actually, that I'm supposed to record next week. And I have a couple other ones I want to do. Like, Well, actually, there's quite a few I want to do. Some of them have just been taking a while, so I'm not sure. For instance, my Aunt Cher was supposed to come on a couple times, but it just didn't work out. So I'm hoping to do hers still sometime, but it might be a while still. I am excited for the ones coming up, though. I was happy to have Marie on the podcast. She is one of my good friend's sisters. I actually had Emily on the podcast, which I mentioned in the episode. I mentioned her. And yeah, Marie is also good friends with my younger sister and yeah it was just really cool she reached out to me and said that she was willing to come on so that was really sweet and nice I love when people reach out so yeah that was really cool and I'm glad I got to interview her and get her birth story so without further ado here's her birth story hi Marie hi if you could just start out by talking a little bit about your family okay um and where you live okay um yeah so I'm married my husband's name is John um we actually just had our one year anniversary two weeks ago um so we had a one month old on our first anniversary (laughs) Um, so it's just the three of us and we're living in eastern Washington right now we moved there end of June So I was actually six months pregnant at the time. Um, So we've been over here for a couple of months. We have a little apartment in town right now and we're looking to buy. Uh, So it's just kind of what our life looks like right now. Okay. Little baby. (laughs) How old are you guys? Um, So he's actually a little bit older than I am. He's 30 and then I'm 22. Okay. And Laura is going to be... She'll be seven weeks this Saturday. So, Aww. cute. Yeah. I'm kind of interested for you to tell like your and John's story, just because it's like, didn't you meet online? Did you meet online? We did, yeah. Okay. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny, just because I that's something that I never thought I was gonna do, like, or at least like I was always like, okay, maybe I would do like online dating if I'm like really old and like desperate. <laughs> I never thought I was actually going to like do that and then like meet someone. But my friends were on like a different dating app and they were just, there's a lot of weird people on it. So we would like hang out and just talk about all the weird guys on their app. And then I got like an ad for, it's called Upward like just one day after we've been like hanging out and I was like you know what I'm gonna download this and just kind of see what kind of weird people are on there and so I did and I wasn't expecting at all to like actually meet someone but John was on there and 
he he was homeschooled. I was homeschooled. And like he just seemed like a really cool down to earth guy. So we started talking and then, yeah, just kind of everything went from there. And it was just like really natural and he was a great guy. So, yeah. Nice. (laughs) That's cool. So I guess we'll just go into your pregnancy now. How was your pregnancy? Um, that was rough. (laughs) (laughs) So I had that, like what you call hypermesis gravidarium. Oh no, you did. Yeah. I was sick through the whole pregnancy. Um, I started taking meds in, I want to say it was around 16 weeks when I started the meds and that helped to where like, I was actually able to keep food down more. Okay. It wasn't like a hundred percent better, but it was a lot better still. Um, so that made life a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, I was still throwing up a lot throughout the entire pregnancy. And then as soon as she was born, it was better. Can you Um, explain, could you explain the, what do you call it again? I can't, hyper. I think is how it's pronounced. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so what, I don't really, it's kind of just what they call it when you are sick throughout your entire pregnancy. So I'm not sure if there's like other identifying factors, Like it's kind of like just excessive throwing up and it doesn't go away. Like around the same time frame when most people's nausea goes away. So. Okay. Is it something that you will always get every pregnancy or is that not for sure? I think it normally is. I'm hoping to do some stuff before I get pregnant again um, because we are planning to have more. So like just kind of doing like some gut healing stuff because I know I have some issues with that because I have like food intolerances and stuff. Okay. So I'm really hoping that maybe it's just something connected to like my overall health and maybe I could make it better. And like, especially if I start out the next pregnancy as being like really well nourished it might help I don't know okay yeah um it's probably gonna happen next time too uh so did you have to go to the hospital because you couldn't keep stuff down or there were some times that I don't know I probably should have but I didn't like the worst day that I had I threw up 16 times which was like a lot more than most of the time and like, I probably should have gone, but when I had really bad days like that, um, part of that I think was because I couldn't keep the meds down, like mm. just be extra nauseous in the morning. So then I would just keep puking up the meds. So it was like, there was no chance of me having them down that day. Um, so it was just like really bad. And yeah, so like there were a couple of days that I had really bad like that where I couldn't keep anything down. But it was usually better, like somewhat better after I got like a night of sleep. And then the next morning was kind of like started over. Like it was just usually a little bit better the next day. So I didn't go just because I was like, I don't want to have to pay for hospital bills and everything. Mm, On tomorrow kind of thing. So. Yeah. 
I often forget about that in the States that you have to be gay. <laughs> um, also, just not like, I don't know. I don't really like going to the hospital. So, yeah. I mean, who yeah. likes going to the hospital? It's not fun. Yeah. What, what meds did you have to take? Like, when did you know that you had, like, that you had that, or were you just like, well, they didn't really like give me that as a diagnosis like at one point I kind of asked them like so this is kind of untypical right and they're like yeah you have that blah 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 <laughs> and so whatever but yeah like the first trimester was like I was throwing up quite a few times a day and it was all day and it didn't go away after, is it usually like 12 to 14 weeks when it goes away, I think? Yeah, around then. So yeah, when it wasn't going away at like 16 weeks, I was like, yeah, I need to do something about this because I was working at the time, but it was like, I was coming in late every day pretty much. And like, it was just miserable. <laughs> yeah. I was like going to the bathroom and puke all the time. Um. So, yeah, I was just like, they were saying like, yeah, you could try meds and see if that helps. So they prescribed me one that was different than what they usually prescribe, I think. Um, I'm forgetting what it's called now. It's like hydroxy something or other. I don't <laughs> know. It has like a really long technical name. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not sure why they prescribed me that one, but it did somewhat work. So I didn't really question it. But Okay. When did your, did you start feeling sick? I started feeling sick. So I found out I was pregnant, like pretty much exactly two weeks after I got pregnant. Um, so I have a really regular cycle. And so my period was like a day late and I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a test and it was actually the day after Christmas that I took the test oh, wow. and it was positive so I was like dang this is a little Christmas miracle I guess <laughs> um, so I want to say it was like right into the new year so it would have been around four weeks that I started getting sick okay so you just got not much time without pizza <laughs> <laughs> Did you, were you guys trying to get pregnant or was this a surprise? Um, we were hoping to wait a couple of years, so we were trying not to, but <laughs> surprise, but yeah. Well, at least you got, how long did you get? <laughs> we got two months. <laughs> so not very long. <laughs> not very long, but I mean, whatever at this point. It's... Yeah. Was that hard for you, like, seeing that you were pregnant, or was, or were you just kind of, like, oh, well, like, right away, like, kind of excited? I've had baby fever for a long time. Like, I really like babies, so in a way, it wasn't, like, a big deal, but I feel like at that point, I was the most, like, okay, I'm ready for it to just be us two for a little bit and, like, have some time together, and then it was, like, right when I was, like, really feeling like that, that I thought I was pregnant. I was kind of, like, oh, okay, interesting timing. Yeah, that that would be yeah. It was overall, it was good. Yeah. Okay. Well, so did you go with midwives? Or uh, yeah. So that was something that was like a little bit 
kind of scary at first when I moved out here because we live in a really rural area. We're in like a really small town that's like an hour away from bigger towns. Like, so the hospital, there is a hospital here in town, but it doesn't have a birth center. And then, so the closest places were a hospital, like an hour, an hour 10 away from us, or, and then I did end up finding a birth center that was like an hour 10 away. So I wanted to go with the birth center. Um, it's one midwife and then she has like a student midwife with her. And so I was actually like so happy to find her. She was just like everything that I've been looking for or like wanting. So that worked out like super well. Um, and it was at, it was an hour 10 away. So it wasn't like a super short drive, but it wasn't like horrible. No. I was terrified I was going to give birth in the car or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. usually not for your first that would yeah. be like very unlikely but yeah yeah that's, that's not too too good. bad but it's still pretty far and I feel like from listening to your other episodes like especially the girls from like uh the church where we met most of them seem to have pretty fast births so it's kind of like just anticipating like I don't want to bank on it being a long birth just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> true. So true. Yeah. And it's uh, rough when you're in labor driving. That's the only thing that I would hate about that. But <laughs> that didn't actually end up being that bad. Oh, good. So I went into labor um, I would say like 1 a.m. on the day after my due date. When was your due date? So my due date was September 2nd, and then she was born on September 3rd. Okay. So I was like actually really expecting to go two weeks late. Like I was kind of like just really expecting that because my mom had six of us and she had all of us two weeks late except for my brother who she got induced at one week and then he was born. And then Emily went a week late and then was induced. So I was like totally just expecting to go two weeks late. Um, yeah, I would have, yeah, I could see why you would think that. Cause a yeah. lot of times you tend to go like not always, obviously, but a lot of times you can be similar. Your labors or pregnancies and stuff can be similar to how your family is. Yeah. And so like, also I didn't want to be like, hoping that it would be shorter just because like I wanted to expect that it was going to go longer just so I wasn't like disappointed when I was like two weeks late and like yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that was actually like a super nice surprise um especially because I was running out of my meds and my midwife like the new one couldn't prescribe them to me so I was like oh. kind of freaking out that I was going to be like super sick for the last two weeks and then yeah I ended up <laughs> going to labor <laughs> um, wait who prescribed them then um I was going to the clinic in Mount Vernon the birth center there oh before you moved that makes sense yeah so I still had okay. a bunch and they, they prescribed me a little bit more like because they knew I was moving so I had like a little bit longer out from that so yeah um yeah, so I went into labor 
I would say at like 1 a.m. My midwife didn't really call it labor then. I think just because it wasn't like super consistent and intense yet. Like it, but I don't know. I kind of feel like it was early labor. Um, okay. Yeah. I'd had a lot of Braxton Hicks, but I none of them had been painful. So I started having like actual contractions that night for the first time, like, cause they were actually kind of painful and like pretty consistent and not like going away. So I was like, okay, I must be like, I might be in labor. Did you but sleep? I couldn't sleep at that point. And some of it, I think too, was maybe just like a mental thing where I was just like, like, is this happening? And like, just yeah. <laughs> then um yeah they were kind of like getting a little bit more intense and they were like actually really consistent for two hours they were like maybe like five minutes apart and like 50 seconds long for like two hours and then they started like slowing down and like breaking up for like the next two hours after that so I finally was like able to go back to sleep around 4 a.m okay and then I woke up at eight and they were just like totally starting up again like and then they were like building in intensity and they were like four minutes apart for about 50 seconds so I was just like I was kind of like I think maybe I'm actually in labor but it's not like I don't know what do they say like a minute apart is when you're supposed to call your midwife no I think it is four minutes apart for one minute <laughs> Four minutes yes. long for an hour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of like texting her, like it was like four minutes to five minutes apart. So was, and they weren't quite a minute. So it was just like not super sure about it. So I was texting her and like saying, like, should I come in? And she was like, maybe just give it another hour and see how it goes. So I waited an hour and it was like pretty much about the same, but they might have gotten like a little bit more intense. And they weren't, like, bad. Like, really, at that point, they were kind of just, like, somewhat bad period cramps, which, I mean, I've had really bad periods. So that's not to say that they were, like, super easy, but <laughs> they weren't, like, horrible. So then after an hour, she's like, okay, well, I'll meet you at the birth center at this time. So we packed up and we left and we drove over and in the car, it wasn't actually that bad. Like they were fairly painful, but they started getting more spread apart too. So like by the time we got to the birth center, they were like more like some of them were like 10 minutes apart and then like six minutes apart. So it was kind of like all over the place. Oh no. Were you worried that it was like not actually it? Yeah, so I was like thinking like, oh, I just like drag everybody here, and it's not even happening yet. But so midwife was like checking her position, and she was posterior, so like sunny side up. Okay. So she was facing my stomach instead of having like her back towards my stomach. So that's like not really optimal for birth. Um, so the midwife was like, okay, well, you could, you might not be in labor. Like it might just be your body trying to turn her around to get you ready for labor. Like, oh, okay. Interesting. Because it was all over the place. So 
So she's like, so I'll just give you some time and we'll see where your contractions are at after that. Did so she, she check you? Did you check how far along you were? She didn't. That wasn't something that I really wanted a ton. And okay. she isn't like super into doing that. Like she would if I wanted her to, but she, she didn't ask at that point even. So she was just letting me labor for a while and we were going to see how contractions were going. So it was like, they did get like a little bit closer together during that time, but like not super consistent. So then she was like, she came back after like, I want to say like half an hour. She was like, well, I'll just give you more time to labor. And then depending on what's happening, she was going to check me and then we would go from there. Okay. Um. So... Yeah, so it was about the same still after another hour. So then she checked me and I was already at five centimeters and like fully effaced. Okay. So she was like kind of shocked. She was like, wow, I was not expecting that with the contractions that you've been having. Like that's pretty good progress at this point. So she was like, so you're definitely in labor then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she's like, we can try doing this one thing to see if it'll flip her. And that might make things like speed up. So it's called belly sifting. Have you ever heard of that? Belly sifting? Yeah. Is that where they take the scarf and like. Yeah. So rub on your belly. And then like her assistant midwife wrapped the scarf like around my belly and was like standing over me and holding like each side of it. And then back and forth. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> and so she moved into position at that point. Like she, they did that for like a couple minutes and then she did turn. Oh nice. Really actually comfortable and like like didn't hurt at all to do that and it worked super well. Um so at that point it started getting like way more consistent and they started getting like stronger. And so I was I want to say it was like somewhere around like two and a half hours later that I gave birth after that. Okay. That was somewhere, I think we got at the birth center at like 11 and then it was, they did the belly sifting at like two and then she was born at like 419. Okay. So that speeded things up a lot. Yeah. Which was kind of nice in a way that she was actually not in position when we were coming over because who knows how fast it would have gone if she had been in position. Yeah. <laughs> so like who knows what have would have happened on the drive and stuff. So that was actually like kind of a blessing, ironically. Um yeah, so they I wanted to do like a water birth. So they were like filling up the tub at that point, uh, but it was like, it took a really long time to get it filled up. So it was like an hour-ish after they did the belly sifting that the, t- the tub was full. Something like that. Um, it might've been more like an hour and a half. And then, so I got in there and the midwife was saying like, usually when people get in the tub, it slows, labor slows a little bit. That's pretty normal. But it was like, as soon as I got in the tub, I was in transition pretty much. Oh. <laughs> so 
I want to say I was only in the tub for like 20 minutes or something. Maybe a little bit longer than that. Maybe it was like half an hour or something. But yeah, I just remember that being like really quick. Like, sorry, that's Laura. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty much like as soon as I got in the tub, I was in transition when she was born. And I think it took like some something around six pushes to get her out. So nice yeah I feel like for the tub it does tend to slow down I think it helped that you weren't in the tub before and Mm -hmm. then got in and then it was like but you were like at ready to go because I know some people it doesn't slow it down but I feel like for most people it does it does um it does for me oh yeah both times it was like I loved it I loved being in there but like it would be like it would just go slower and my labors weren't even that long but like it just was I was just like I'd rather just be done so <laughs> then have like a water birth because I know with the water it would take me longer so I was like I just would rather not then even though water birth is really cool maybe one day I'll have that but yeah. um the thing I wasn't expecting with it was like she came like when I held her and they pulled her out of the water she was like pretty much totally clean. And I thought she was going to be like so like covered in vernix and stuff. But because she was born in the water, it was just like a bath for her, I guess. Aww. So she was like super clean when they pulled her out. And I was just surprised. How was the pushing? Um, most of labor was actually pretty like not bad. Like the contractions towards the end were definitely getting like to the, my upper pain tolerance to where it was like pretty painful, but like for the vast majority of it, it was just like, okay, this isn't comfortable. (laughs) Like this hurts. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. When I went into transition, that was when I was kind of like, I'd read like a bunch of, or like a. I read Ina May's Guide to Childbirth mm-hmm. and like read all the birth stories in there. And like they're all, most of them are like natural births. And a lot of them said like when they went into transition, that's when they were like wanting an epidural. They were like thinking like an epidural would be nice. And I didn't really understand that until I actually went into transition. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I see why people do that. <laughs> but I mean, it was such a short amount of time until she was born too that it really wasn't that bad yeah it was like yeah I don't know I feel like maybe one nice thing about pushing or like that time of when they're coming out in the water might be that the ring of fire would feel less maybe by the water I don't know you know I mean I don't know because I don't have anything else to compare it to but honestly I would say that was the painful part for me Okay. <laughs> was just her trying to fit her head and everything. Yeah. <laughs> like just stretching of my perineum, which I didn't actually end up having any perineal tears. Oh, but no. I did have like a really weird tear. Oh. I don't know how TMI you want me to get on here, but. No, um, go into it. Okay. Um, my labia split in like two spots which was, I guess, like, super uncommon. Okay. 
she, my midwife was like, yeah, the only other time that's happened was like 10 years ago from this girl who had scar tissue from having a piercing. Oh, I've never seen that happen. Otherwise, like, it's just super weird thing to tear. Um, so that was like kind of weird. <laughs> um, and I could like tell, I could feel when it tore, which I think that was honestly a, a big part of why pushing was so painful. Yeah. That makes sense. So that was so raw and like painful. Um, yeah. So healing for that process has not been like very smooth, but the fact that I didn't have any perennial tearing is like, that gives me a lot of hope for the next birth that it'll all go well. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least I didn't have that. So it did go pretty well overall. What degree of tear was it? Um, well, so because it wasn't a perennial tear, you can't really like associate a degree to it, I guess. Okay. Okay. Because it was just like on my labia. But from what she described, it almost sounds like it like almost tore off. <laughs> oh my word. It was like two tears that were both like going towards each other. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Like, one was, like longer along like the base. And then there was one that was like sideways through it. So I don't know. It was kind of weird. Um, which was also like the stitching for that was really rough. Okay. It, like the midwife was saying, there's so many nerves in that area that you can only numb it so much. She's like putting lidocaine in it, but it makes it swell. So if you if it's too swollen from the numbing medication, then you can't get good stitches in. So that actually kind of happened when she stitched it um, with on one of the tears. So I actually ended up getting it restitched after a week because it came out. Terrible, <laughs> but the other one healed pretty well, so that was good. Could you feel the stitches at all? Like when she was doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, not all of them. Like some of the ones that were like lower down were numbed better. So, like I guess there was just less nerves there, probably too. So those ones I didn't feel, but there were definitely some of them that I felt. And it was like, that was almost harder for me than going through labor. <laughs> don't like needles. And it's like, I don't know, that was like kind of difficult, but it wasn't, it was fine overall. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the labor besides the stitching sounded quite good. So that's good. Yeah. It was like, my husband was like, so he was like, not looking forward to it. He's like, so not wanting to be part of it just because he didn't want to see me in pain. He's like, it just sounds like it's going to be exhausting. And like right after the labor and everything, he was like, that was so much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> people like yeah it went so great like I think she wasn't even that like it wasn't even that bad for her and all this and that and it was just like really funny <laughs> to see him reacting like that 
which I mean, it was true. Like it was better than I was expecting, I guess. But. So did you find out about, of, did you find out the gender before? Yeah, I was like, that's not something that I can like not know. <laughs> Like pretty much as soon as I saw the positive test, I was like, dang, I want to know what this baby is already. <laughs> um, so we did, we got the 20 week ultrasound and found out just during the ultrasound what it was. Um, so we had her first name picked out already at that point. Um, so we were going with Laura, which it was really nice actually to be able to like have a name for her already. So it was just kind of like, I don't know, like we were already getting to know her kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Yeah. Uh, we ended up picking her middle name finally, like, I think like a week-ish before she was born, something like that, um, which I picked it out. It's Daisy. I thought it was like super cute. Yeah, that is. John was like not like super into it, but he didn't like hate it either. So we finally just decided like, yeah, we'll just go with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, it took a little while to get that, but it wasn't like bad, so. Were you excited you were having a girl or did you want a boy or did you care? Um, I wouldn't say I was like really cared too much either way. I think if I had like, picked out like first off what we were gonna have I probably would have picked a boy but I don't know why like I just I've always liked little baby boys um but I mean I like girls too <laughs> especially now that she's here it's like yeah I don't feel like I want anything different like I'm super happy that she's who she is kind of thing yeah so how much did she weigh she was eight three ounces. Okay. Um, not like huge, but not like small either. Um, she was 21 inches long, which the midwife was saying is a little bit long for a girl, I guess. But okay. uh, kind of just in that range still. But yeah, she's gained a lot of weight since then. She's, like I said, she's just over six weeks. She's already a little over 11 pounds. So nice. She's already wearing like three to six months clothes, which is crazy. <laughs> that yeah. is crazy. It's nice. Getting chunky. Mm -hmm. So how was your postpartum? Um, other than the stitches and stuff, it was really good. Like, after a week, like, I pretty much felt like I was, like, pretty much healed. Like, I felt really normal. Um, and, I mean, the stitches were healing, like, they had popped out, so it wasn't, like, healing correctly. Um, but it had been still kind of more healed at that point. So, like, that was even not feeling that bad at that point. Um, yeah, so I had to get like restitched so that was kind of rough just because it's like an area that has so much tension so like sitting is like really uncomfortable mm. really uncomfortable and like just like walking around it, I would get really sore 
Um, but other than that, it was good. The first like day or like night and day that we were home with her uh, was like a little bit stressful just because she wasn't like nursing properly or like she wouldn't like, like I would wake her up every two hours to nurse, but she wouldn't really nurse. Okay. And the midwife had like said, like right after she was born, she noticed she had a lip and a tongue tie. So that made like nursing kind of difficult. Right. So she, the midwife gave me uh, a nipple shield to use, which basically just made it easier for her to latch because her like range of motion in her mouth was so limited. So I ended up using that for like the first month and we've finally been able to nurse without it because she got those ties cut. Okay. She had a cheek tie too. So she had three ties. Oh my. Yeah. And like, I guess her tongue tie was pretty severe. So since that was cut, she's been able to like, just nurse like so much better. So did you get very sore or was it not too bad? Um, at the first little bit, I did get sore, but it was a little bit better, I think, because I was using the nipple shield. Right. Now that I'm like nursing her normally, it's like pretty sore again. Okay. I would, her latch still isn't like perfect. So I think that's part of it where it kind of makes me sore still. And they were saying that's kind of what happens is that they have to like relearn to nurse after they get their ties cut. Okay. Maybe that'll still be improving, but yeah. Yeah. I guess I should have asked how is your postpartum going? Cause technically you're still in postpartum. Hasn't I been that you. long. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of the weirdest thing, I guess that happened with it was like after, like right after she was born, I was super lightheaded and like I couldn't walk around the birth like the birthing room at all by myself okay so we I guess Washington state laws are kind of interesting when it comes to birth centers they are you're only allowed to have people stay at a birth center for up to six hours after a birth okay interesting it's like, why would you be able to stay for days in a hospital, but only six hours in a birth center? Yeah, it seems weird. Yeah, so that was kind of weird. But um, we did end up staying the whole six hours just because I was so dizzy for a long time. So it was pretty much just laying down for quite a few hours after that. And then like finally eating and stuff. And then I was able to like walk around a little more. Um, yeah. And it wasn't because of like blood loss, she was saying. She was just saying like sometimes that happens when like you're, if you're like kind of a smaller person and then you have a bigger baby and like with all the, like losing the placenta and all the blood and everything, like it's such a shock on your body to lose that much weight all at once that like my body was just weird about it. And (laughs) I was like, almost passing out when I tried to walk around but honestly I had the same exact thing with with Finn because he was nine pounds and I'm like 
pretty small. I mean, I'm tall, but like, I'm not yeah. very big. And like, so it, I had like that similar thing. I fainted actually, which is my first time ever fainting. <laughs> I never fainted in my life because I tried to get up too quick. Like I should have just laid down longer, but I was like, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> because yeah, she's like, you can go now if you want. And I was like, sure. And then I was like, oh wait, it's not the time. <laughs> yeah that's pretty much how it was for me too like I was like okay I'm ready to go and it was like oh I can't even walk <laughs> um yeah so I mean it was fine it just took a while for me like laying down to get recovered so was it very stingy peeing after the first pee was so bad um and I think part of that too was like, I didn't really understand how to use the peri bottle. Like I didn't realize that the stinging is why you use them. Like I thought you just used it to rinse off afterwards because you'd be like sore. So you didn't want to like rub it with toilet paper. Mm-hmm. So that was like a learning moment for me. And I was like, oh, so that's why those exist. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is also for rinsing it off, but yeah, it also is like helpful for yeah with dishes um for the first like 24 hours when I would pee it was like pretty stingy but after that it got like way better would you say you felt like very emotional or like was it did it feel like a big change going from like to having a kid from just being you two biggest thing for me was just like like I haven't had any like postpartum depression or anything like that like Honestly, especially the first two weeks, I was kind of like on a high, I would say. Like, I was just really happy and like things were going pretty well, other than like the first night that we had her and she wasn't like nursing. And I was like really worried and like worried that she wasn't going to be getting enough. And like, I don't know, I just didn't know what was going on. Um, so, other than that, well, I guess the second night, so the first night that we got home after she was born was fine and then uh, the second night she just like screamed all night <laughs> it was oh, like my word yeah we were like is this gonna be the rest of her life now <laughs> <laughs> after that night she was like a saint for like two weeks and then she's been getting a little bit like grouchier and like whatever now but yeah <laughs> I think that might have been still that she was still just kind of hungry because she hadn't been nursing well because that's kind of when we were starting to get it figured out with like the nipple shield and everything so okay why maybe but yeah so you didn't feel too emotional it's probably was nice to not be pregnant anymore for you that was super nice like it's kind of weird because like you just go back to normal after having been like so sick for such a long time. That's just kind of like, I don't know, but yeah, it was super nice and like just not dealing with that anymore. Kind of forget that it ever happened. (laughs) The thing where it's like, when you feel totally normal again, it's like, I was really that sick for that long. Like that's so Yeah. It's honestly a blessing how like God basically has like women. I feel like forget if they've had like a bad kind of a like bad birth experience or like a bad pregnancy. It's like 
that's why women will like have children again because it's like they forget kind of that time yeah I mean I'm definitely like kind of scared for the next time that I get pregnant I'm like that um yeah I mean it doesn't put away your fears but it 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 is funny how like people I don't know I've had that even though like mine haven't been it's not like my pregnancies or birth experiences have been like they've been really good but I still got sick for like the first trimester but it's funny because like I when I got pregnant again I didn't even like remember about being sick and then when I got sick again I was like oh <laughs> I forgot that this wasn't very fun <laughs> oh yeah this is first part <laughs> yeah kind of like I mean I definitely don't want to get pregnant anytime soon yet <laughs> but at the same time I'm like if it happens kind of like a little bit accidentally or it just kind of like oh. happens like I'm planning to kind of just use like nursing as birth control eventually. So that way it'll just kind of like happen when, whenever it happens. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of want to just do it that way because it's like, if I'm trying to plan it, I'm just going to be like, so scared to get pregnant that mm. how that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. True. Do you have any advice for moms or anything that you learned that you want to share? Um, I would just say like probably, I mean, it kind of depends on people's personalities, I guess, but I was more of like a researcher. Like I followed a bunch of like natural birth accounts that give like tips and stuff. I really liked um, Bridget Tyler on YouTube. She's like a doula. And she has like um, a birth class and she, she has like a lot of really helpful videos on pregnancy on YouTube. So I liked listening to her stuff. And then like that anime's guide to childbirth book. It's kind of an interesting book. Like some parts of it are a little bit weird, but at the same time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> some parts of it are weird, but it is really good also. Yeah. Overall, I felt like that really like made me kind of excited in a way to give birth. Just because I was like, this is a natural part of life. And like, yep. your body do its thing. It's just going to happen. And like, there are, like, I know that, of course, there's bad circumstances. But in general, I think if you kind of just let your body do what it's going to do, things will work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like a traumatic birth or anything. So, yeah, I guess just like having a positive outlook on it and more like expecting things to go well instead of like expecting them to go bad kind of helps and like just kind of puts your mind at ease or like I felt like I went into birth and labor like super calm and like not like freaking out at all and I think that really made a big impact on the birth overall yeah that's great that's a good attitude for life honestly yeah (laughs) (laughs) I think that's kind of funny because I wouldn't say that's like my personality in a lot of ways. (laughs) A lot of things I'm not like super positive about, like expecting things to go well. So the fact that I was able to do that for that, like that was good. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, that's great. Especially since you had such a hard pregnancy, that's good that you were able to feel that way. I mean, I'm sure you had ups and downs, but it's good that you were able to like think, think that way and it was just like 
such a huge blessing too that she did actually come only a day after my due date yeah that's really nice that was like such an unexpected blessing so that was really nice yeah we were actually planning to go to a local fair here that day so then when I went to like labor that morning I was like I wonder if we're still gonna go there or not. <laughs> <laughs> Emily which is uh Marie's older sister um Emily in her birth story because she came on here said that she was out at something I don't know if it was a fair or what it was but yeah some kind of like festival thing like maybe yeah when she went into labor (laughs) I just think that's funny that you're saying that because what if you had gone to the fair and then you went to labor like when you're out too (laughs) that'd be funny we weren't planning to go until more the afternoon so it would have been like I mean, because I went into labor when I did, um, we probably wouldn't have gone. But yeah, that's true. But I, yeah, I wondered like too when I was going when I was having the contractions that morning. I did actually lose my mucus plug when I woke up and like was having contractions. That was like kind of another sign to me that I was like, oh, maybe things are happening. Yeah. But did I, you, did you get your waters broke broken or did they it just happen? It broke in the tub, um, like right towards the end as I was pushing. Okay, so like, it was actually a super weird experience when it popped because like I had it where I was like pushing and all of a sudden I felt this like pop thing and like something come out, but I was like that like it felt like like a little like golf ball popped out or something <laughs> I was like in the water and I was like what was that <laughs> baby like a baby didn't just come out of me and I was like oh it must have been my water um so yeah That's that funny. happened right at the end and then she came out like right after that so <laughs> cool well thanks so much for coming on yeah thanks for having me your birth story well, and I wish you the best rest of your postpartum. I hope that it she's doing well. Yeah. I'm doing well. Yeah. Nice. Good luck to you and your life and everything. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beauty of Birth Podcast. Goodbye theme song brought to you by my husband Joel Pennings playing on the bass guitar and myself playing the electric piano.